0: Welcome to AV Plus, the podcast from Commercial Integrator. I'm Adam Forziati, the web editor here at CI. Now, it's very possible that you leave money on the table when your firm's sales reps talk to clients, and you and your reps might not even realize it. This is especially true for firms who have a lot on their plate project-wise. Since so many firms have to specialize in all these different markets these days, it makes sense that quotes, data entry, all the other like tedious office jockey, gets pretty chaotic. This is where a sales management software can come in handy, though. On today's episode of AV+, CI's editor Tom LeBlanc talks to Tracy Larson, president at WeSuite. It's a sales management company which helps integrators to break down their sales in different ways, to streamline the process and make sure no dollars are left behind. But first, a little housekeeping. You can learn more about A B Plus online at CommercialIntegrator.com slash podcast and on Twitter by searching the hashtag AVPlusPod. That's A B P L U S pod We'd appreciate it so much if you could take a moment to hit subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It does help us reach more AV pros trying to find quality podcasts. Also, do you have a story of an embarrassing, awkward, or otherwise surprising time on a job? We want to hear from you. Email me at adam.forziati at emeraldexpo.com, that's A-D-A-M dot F-O-R-Z, I-A-T-I, at emeraldexpo.com. Lastly, we're taking submissions right now for the 2019 Integration Awards, and as the name suggests, this is a paid contest where you submit your best projects for consideration. Winners in different categories get tons of promotion and branding rights. If you're a manufacturer, we're doing basically the same thing, but for A-B products. Submit to our Best Awards for the chance of having your product be recognized industry-wide. To learn more about the Integration Awards or the Best Awards, visit CommercialIntegrator.com. Okay, back to the show. Here's Tom LeBlanc.
1: Uh, today, I'm happy to be joined by Tracy Larson. She's the president of WeSuite. Maybe we should get started by giving, uh, WeSuite, giving folks in the audience a little bit of an overview of WeSuite, what you guys offer, and and why you have a focus on the integration market.
2: Hard for me to believe, but we started in 2008, which was not a terrific year to start a company, but the good news is that we're here and we're, we're strong, and um, we're a software company. Before being a software company, me and my partners were in the integration business, so we've got that near and dear to our heart. Um, today, we're a software company that focuses on sales, We are sales management software for integrators from contact to contract. Just in a nutshell, we help business owners, executives, and sales teams who may be struggling with a disjointed lead-to-quote process, or they're using a lot of tools, so they've got multiple data entry, um, unreliable pricing, Uh, they tend to leave money on the table, and they, they tend to not really have they have little to no idea in a real time fashion what's going on in sales. So we kind of become their crystal ball and can show them their past and their present and future in the sales arena from a single tool. Um we specialize really in helping integrators that are out there, they tend kind to of have a lot of different variety in their quoting. And so one of the things we specialize in is allowing them to break down their sales in many different ways so that they can present that to operations in a very clear fashion so that the hours and the parts and all these um, costs that go into estimates are clear when someone's going to install the job, but also they can break down their estimates in ways that make them, present them well to prospects and customers.
1: Um, you know, having worked in an integration firm previously, um, that probably worked to your advantage because you, you have kind of a window into what might be some mistakes that integration firms might make when it comes to creating proposals. And um, do, do you have any of those sort of common mistakes that you were able to zero in on?
2: You know, we, we always say we grew up in the school of hard knocks, and that's part of what goes into our solution is that experience. Um, And so we we tend to see things, especially on the proposal side, probably the most common thing we see is that proposals just aren't presenting well. Um, And a lot of companies recognize that when they come to us. It's kind of like, you know, they want to have that separate conversation that says, hey, we really don't like our proposal. We need to know how to fix this. What do you suggest? And because it's a rather, in their minds, a rather large problem to tackle, especially given everything else going on in the business, it tends to get put off until something like this, you know, replacement of whatever their quoting tools are, um, takes precedence. So the common things we see is that proposals look stale. They, the brand is not represented well. Their logos, believe it or not, are not In the same place, or they might be um, stretched or blurry, or just not. Even colors don't look good. Other times, we see proposals that are very plain vanilla. They look like they came out of the invoicing system, and so they're um, not really customer forward. Um, Others look too boilerplate. It's the same thing every single time, and believe it or not, your customers and prospects notice these things. So. The final thing I think we really work on with um, with our clients is to start to really showcase what is important to their customer or their prospect. So your proposal can talk about the things that you do well, but really at the end of the day, it's got to be very focused on what that customer or that prospect really needs. It's about them. And that's probably the other thing that we see we're coaching on fairly often
1: a lot of customers especially these days are very tuned into you know metrics they you know if they invest in something you know you, you they get a proposal and they end up investing in something they really want to be able to measure that it it addressed the needs that that they that that they had and and that it was a good mm-hmm. investment that they saw a good return on investment um you know when at right at the proposal stage there's an opportunity for integration firms to kind of take control of that and you know, to understand exactly what it is that uh, their customers need and what are some things that they can do at that stage to make sure that they get exactly the right information they need to you know, create a proposal that's going to lead to a project that's going to deliver on that return and investment that the customer is seeking.
2: Really, the top performers get to that ROI. It's a huge way of differentiating yourself from everyone else out there. And it's an area that, frankly, is overlooked. Um, I think primarily because before you can present that, you need to have um, a questioning strategy. You have to ask the hard questions. Sometimes they can be uncomfortable, but they're questions that really need to be tackled so that you understand the top priorities that the prospect is looking to resolve, um, you have to dig deep enough. So you have to understand which metrics and which areas of that return on investment matter to which decision makers. Often there are more than one. Um, and how best your solution can really stand out you know, from the rest. Plan specific follow-up questions so that you are peeling back the layers because you have to do this kind of upfront so that you can present this well on your proposal. So you've got to ask questions that really get to those metrics. ROI is gonna be built on things like saving time or decreasing the number of resources or increasing awareness and knowledge and decreasing risk. So with each of those items, you have to ask those questions, get down to what those savings really are, and then be able to present those onto a proposal. So you actually create the ROI with the prospect during your sales process. They become your internal champion and then when you present that RMR, or ROI statement on the proposal itself, it's a reinforcement tool. It's facts. It's something they've already digested, and now they're going to bat with you um, along for the ride.
1: When we talk about like getting the return on investment that they need, often you know one of the reasons that companies don't get the return on investment or don't perceive the return on investment. That they that they they want is because they don't have support on the back end, and you know, a lot of integration mm-hmm. firms that we write to are very focused on increasing, you know, sort of that post project, post installation layer of support. It's good for their company because it creates more recurring revenue and it creates better cash flow for their organization. Mm-hmm. But it also leads usually to, um, you know, more satisfied customers and better return on investment and we're wondering, you know, like at that proposal stage, how should integrators broach, you know, the topic of also selling support on the back end? Yeah, you know, how is that brought up in a proposal straight, uh, stage?
2: Sure. I I think that the 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 integrators that do this really well have spent some time devising programs that are very specific. These are Um, they might have a name to the program that is about managed services or um, ongoing services that they provide and why. They know their audience. They know who they're targeting. And they've actually designed a program with um, marketing behind it. So it's something that's a laid out document. In the background, so an example, there are specific um service items that when you bring them onto a proposal, everything is automatically calculated. So this makes it easy to sell. So we tell everyone you want to sell this up front. You want to include it on all of your proposals. Um, of course, if you've already sold those services to someone, you're doing a proposal in the future, you're not going to necessarily put that in there. But the types of services that your company provides serve very specific purposes, and you've got to figure out for every prospect what's really important to them, and what are the services that will help them to get to their end game, to what they're trying to solve. And that's what you have to present in the proposal. The second thing I'd say is it is good to make sure that, you know, people are aware of what you do. You also want to provide them options. So, they may not take the most expensive um, and most comprehensive type of services support you offer. They may not take the least expensive. It may be something in the middle. But knowing that you've got those various offerings and um, they can make decisions to choose what might be best for them is a better way to get them to say yes.
1: Integration firms, as you know, you know have long you know made their bones by providing true value you know based on custom solutions for for customers and increasingly it's really tough for them to you know to to make that mark with the customers because customers are looking at you know lower price bids coming in and and you know it's really hard for the customer to justify you know going with a more expensive solution unless the integrator does a really good job at that proposal stage or during the initial sales meetings of making them understand the true value that they can offer the organization and why they're they're worth investing in. So, you know, that's something that I'm sure you try to help integration firms with in terms of helping that value to stand out at the proposal stage. How do you do that?
2: There are a few things that I think make proposals stand out against the competition. Um, we do a few things. We, first of all, we help our clients figure out what their proposal template, if you will, kind of the, the, um, four walls of the proposal <laughs> really should look like graphically. Um, I think it's very, very important that the brand looks fresh. Um, you're selling technology. So, and technology changes at an extremely rapid pace. I know that just being in software. Um, <laughs> we feel like every year is a dog year. And um, so that freshness is really important. Being consistent and representing your brand. You know, if someone is looking at your proposal, you can bet that they've gone to look at your website. It's just not even a question. They've probably looked at LinkedIn. Your brand consistency needs to be there on all social, on websites, and on your proposals themselves. Your proposals are leave behind. And so it's really, really important that that brand consistency is there. So we help them with that. We also help them to cut out the fluff, the stuff that everybody's throwing out there. Because, again, you need to be different and look different. We also created our own set of editing tools within um, the, the software so that people can actually very easily create cover letter bodies. So all they have to do is write the body of the cover letter. They can have templates if they'd like, but what's nice about it is they can insert an image or a graphic. They can do the same on their scope of work. So when you're writing a scope of work, um, that is your chance, that's your opportunity to really be different, to really take aim at that prospect or that customer and their needs. You can include an image of a site survey you can include um, specific tables that show maybe some kind of phasing of a project. These are things that show that you went that extra mile and really thinking about them um, and and showing them that you know your your solution is different because you've approached them and their problems differently. So with respect to integration, don't be afraid of including a drawing or two of yours that shows what integration really is all about. That graphic is something that sticks with people. They they visually see something and take more in, in that moment than all the words you could throw at a proposal. So include that. Um, when you think about integration, video is pretty straightforward and easy. You add access control and that's, complex. That is a a seriously different and harder thing to do. When you add even more systems to that mix to create one integrated system that operates as a single unified solution, that's what integrators do. And that takes a lot of technical knowledge, experience, and expertise, not just in sales, but in installation and ongoing support. It's about the entire customer journey. That is what sets you apart from those who haven't walked in your shoes and would have a hard time doing so. So I think the bottom line there is that a proposal is the result of that entire sales process, and it represents everything that came before it. It's kind of this what you're offering in a nice, neat present and tied up with a bow, and it has to be extremely focused, well thought out, and above all, it has to be focused on that customer and what their needs are.